الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله لا يغير ما بقوم حتى يغيروا ما بأنفسهم وإذا أراد الله بقوم سوءا فلا مرد له وما لهم من دونه من وال وقال تعالى في مقام آخر وما أصابكم من مصيبة فبما كسبت أيديكم ويعفو عن كثير وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا ظهر الزنا والربا في قرية فقد أحلوا بأنفسهم عذاب الله أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected ulamai kiram <coughs> Brothers and elders This dunya is Darul Asbab Darul Asbab is a place of means and Allah Ta'ala is Musabbibul Asbab He is the creator of the means He is the being that puts an effect in the means and this is something that we see all the time displayed in all the day-to-day aspects of life these are things that we have heard repeatedly discussed repeatedly and it is something that we have to keep reminding ourselves about that in the Quran Sharif, in the Ahadith of Rasulullah the message that is very clear in the light of various ayat of the Quran Sharif, various ahadith of Rasulullah is that the conditions that prevail on people is the result of their own actions. Good conditions will come due to the good actions of the Muslims on earth. And negative conditions, difficult conditions, problems, difficulties, calamities, this will come as a result of the evil actions of those who are the servants of Allah Ta'ala who have pledged allegiance to Allah Ta'ala who have declared their faith in Allah Ta'ala and then despite all the innumerable bounties and favors that Allah Ta'ala showers down every moment they still turn their backs on Allah Ta'ala then the negative conditions come about the difficulties, the hardships this is very very clear in the light of various ayat and ahadith in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُغَيِّرُ مَا بِقَوْمٍ حَتَّى يُغَيِّرُ مَا بِأَنفُسِهِمْ that Allah Ta'ala will never change the good condition of a people this is what is essentially the meaning of this ayat that if there is prosperity there is peace there is security there is happiness and there is abundance and all the things that people aspire for 
all the things that people cherish and love, these conditions are prevailing. Allah Ta'ala will not change this. Allah Ta'ala will not snatch this away. Until people themselves change their condition. When they were good, they were obedient to Allah wa Ta'ala. And this generally would refer to when there's a majority of people that are on this particular way, there will always be some people, Allah forbid, that will still do something or the other. But when the majority are obedient to Allah wa Ta'ala, when vices are at a minimum, when the righteous actions are dominant, then these conditions, positive conditions, good conditions will prevail. Allah won't change that. Until people change themselves, they change their conditions of piety to sinfulness. They change their conditions of morality to shamelessness. And all the other various, when a time was there when people had lesser, then they were using it correctly. And when there's abundance, and now the condition from using that wealth of Allah Ta'ala and bounties of Allah Ta'ala correctly has changed to wastage, has changed to extravagance. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, Allah will not change the condition, the good condition that the people enjoy until they change their condition. And when they change their condition, وَإِذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمٍ فِتْنَةً فَلَا مَرَدَّ then when Allah Ta'ala decides to take a nation to task, then there's nothing that can come in the way of that. And nobody can then be their guardian and protector, nobody can save them. Then who can come in the in front of the command of Allah Ta'ala and the decree and decision of Allah Ta'ala? What we learn from this ayat of the Quran Sharif that there are both aspects. We want the good conditions to prevail, then we will have to become good. <coughs> in various ahadith, these are things that have been expounded on. For example, in one hadith, Nabi Salaam says that Man ahabba ayyub sata lahu fi rizqi, wa yun sa'a lahu fi athari, fal yasil rahima. That a person wants to have barakat in his life and in his, in his wealth. This is the crux of this hadith sharif. So he wants barakat in his life, barakat in his wealth, then how will this come about? So we look at all the various other means, we look at the things that how two and two can add up to four, but Allah Ta'ala is giving us a prescription where two and two will add up to much more than four. That فَلْيَسِلْ rahima, such a person should join and maintain family ties. Now this is a great act, it's a great ibadat. Maintaining and joining family ties with those who are bent on breaking those ties. Nabi Islam says this is a prescription for gaining barakat in wealth and life. Now that's a good action, bringing about good conditions, bringing about positive consequences. And likewise, many, many other actions. Person is punctual with his five times daily salah, then Allah Ta'ala makes his rizq easy for him. He's punctual with his five times, not four times. And he performs his five times salah, 
and for men it is wajib to perform it with jama'ah. Allah Ta'ala makes his daily rizq easy for him. Now this is a very positive thing of performing his five times salah and he's regular with it, punctual with it and for men they are performing it with, the, with jama'ah. Now this is the positive consequence of it. And on the other side, on the negative side, Nabi Salaam says, وَإِنَّ الرَّجُلْ لَيُحْرَمُ الرِّزْقُ بِالذَّنْبِ يُصِيبُهُ when a person engages in sin and vice, then he becomes deprived of risk and sustenance. On the one side we saw the good of Salah, what benefits Salah brought. On the other side, in one hadith, Rasulullah it is mentioned that he was on a journey with the Sahaba Ikram and they stopped late at night at one spot. So it was late. And everybody was extremely tired. So in any case, everybody went to rest for a while. And Nabi Islam, the first concern was, who is going to wake us up for Fajr Salah? Because everybody is extremely tired, exhausted. We've come from a lengthy journey right now. We en route. And it's very late. So this is a situation where one has to be extra careful. Now can we imagine, where is this, where is this caution of Rasulullah and where is the caution of a person who goes to bed at night without even setting the alarm for Fajr Salah. Whereas he's setting his alarm for breakfast, what kind of a morning of a mu'min it is that he plans in advance to miss his Fajr Salah. So in any case Rasulullah first concern is who will wake us up for Fajr Salah. So the Bilal says, I will take this responsibility. Any case, everybody goes to rest after performing a few rakats. Nabi Salaam goes to rest as well. And Bilal Radiallahu continues performing salah. And now when it is towards the last part of the night, close to Subha Sadiq, so he comes and he sits down to lean on the wagon or whatever, the, some thing, and facing the horizon, that just now he will see the light appearing and the time of Fajr will now dawn, so he will wake everybody up. But as he sat there waiting to look at the light appearing, he too was exhausted and without realizing it, the sleep overpowered him. <coughs> now this was a condition Allah Ta'ala made to happen, so that the Ummah will understand what is the consequence of missing a Salah by chance, that without uh, any and he slack from one side without anything, on any deficiency in one's arrangements, but it can happen by chance, sometimes this happens. So in any case, the time came and went, and eventually the sun came up. And the first person upon whom this, who woke up was Rasulullah and he woke up in shock. Now again, for us to reflect upon ourselves, there is Allah's Nabi who is ma'asum, who is sinless, who made all the arrangements and this is a once-off situation that Allah Ta'ala caused this to happen. So that the Ummah will learn that there is a thing like Qaza as well. And if this has to happen when this has been missed by chance, then there was no question about in that time and age even that imagination that a person will deliberately miss his Salah. But if it is applicable in being missed by chance, like a person forgot to pay somebody his due, just by chance he forgot and the due date passed. So he comes back after one day, one month, and he says, Maaf, I completely forgot, there's your money. 
and somebody else deliberately decided he's not going to pay and the due date passed. So he says, well the due date passed and I didn't intend to pay so I'm not going to pay at all now. So now this is foolishness at its height. If the debt was missed by chance and he has to pay it back, when he deliberately didn't pay it in time, that's all the more reason that now he should make up quickly for it. So in any case that's a different issue in itself. But Nabi Wasallam, being the sinless and masoom Nabi of Allah wa ta'ala, this happened by chance and he woke up in shock. Where is this and where is that ummati of Nabi Wasallam who deliberately misses his Fajr Salah and wakes up feeling very happy about himself. That I have a good day awaiting me. What a contrast between the two, two situations. Where is the way of Rasulullah Wasallam? Where is our way? In any case, Nabi Salaam wakes up and the first thing he inquires, Bilal, what happened? So he says, Allah Ta'ala caused me to sleep, who caused everybody to sleep. Then Nabi Salaam gives the command, everybody immediately move from here. Now who is present? Nabi Salaam is present. Abu Bakr radiallahu is present. Hazrat Umar radiallahu is present. The Sahaba al-Kiram are present. And Nabi Salaam says, move away from here immediately. They move immediately to some place further on, then he says, everybody stop now. And now immediately, first thing is, we will perform the qaza of the fajr that we must. First thing that we will do before anything else, perform the qaza of the fajr we must. And why we moved away immediately from that place? That is a place that has the effects of shaitan. That's a place that has the effects of shaitan. In the riwayat of Bukhari Sharif, this is mentioned. Now this is a place where the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala was present. And the Sahaba Kiram are present. And this Fajr Salah was missed totally by chance. And Nabi Islam says the effects of shaitan are present there. So therefore we moved away quickly from there. Can we imagine when Salah upon Salah is missed in a home? Then what is the effects of shaitan? And what kind of peace and happiness? What kind of love will they be between the people of the household? What kind of tranquility will they enjoy? Or will all the negative consequences come? Now this is what is the meaning of this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif. That when there is a good condition, positive situation, and people have been continuing in that positive manner, Allah Ta'ala won't change that positive situation. But when they themselves have changed their condition, then the negative will come. So this is that lesson that we are learning, that even sometimes a person has missed some good by chance, that too brings some kind of effect, he has to still make up for that. What about the deliberate indulgence in vice? What kind of condition that will bring? And that is what is described in many hadiths of Rasulullah In one hadith, Nabi Salaam says that لَمْ تَظْهَرِ الْفَاحِشَةُ فِي قَوْمٍ قَدْتُ حَتَّى يُعْلِنُوا بِهَا إِلَّا فَشَافِيهِمُ الطَّاعُونَ وَالْأَوْجَاعَ الَّتِي مَدَدْ لَمْ تَكُنْ مَدَدْ فِي أَسْلَافِهِمْ that when immorality will become common, will become open, hatta yu'linu biha, to the extent that people will not be concerned, they'll be doing things openly, blatantly. Don't bother to them what they're doing, who's watching, what's going on. Then this will bring such kind of illnesses, such kind of diseases, which their forefathers had never heard of. Now, open sin. Open sin, nowadays open sin, people even ask what's wrong. A person commits a wrong and then he plasters it all over social media 
for the whole world to read about it, for the whole world to see what's going on. He'll take photographs of himself in haram and let everybody also be aware of it. In one hadith, Nabi Islam says, Kullu ummati mu'afan illa al-mujahireen. Everyone in my ummah will be pardoned, except those who openly sin. And then Nabi Islam says, one of the ways of open sinning is, that a person committed some wrong. He did it in the darkness of the night. And Allah Ta'ala also kept that secret. Allah Ta'ala also covered him. He wakes up the next morning and he tears apart the veil that Allah Ta'ala put over him. He starts talking about it himself. Allah Ta'ala concealed it out of respite for him. Whatever happened now, he has done something wrong, maybe he will repent. Give him some respite. He goes about advertising it himself. The social media has become one of the means of advertising sin. And a person just feels nothing about it. So will this not attract the, the wrath of Allah wa ta'ala? Then in the same hadith, Nabi Islam says that وَلَمْ يَنْقُسُوا الْمِكْيَالَ وَالْمِيزَانِ إِلَّا أُخِذُوا بِالسِّنِينَ وَشِدَّةِ الْمُؤُونَ That then they will cheat in weight and measure. People will cheat in weight and measure. This is not merely confined to weight and measure in terms of measuring the length of a fabric or the weight of some merchandise. That is also there, that's obvious. But weight and measure is more broader in its application here. Cheating in giving somebody their due. Cheating the employer in his time. Cheating a person in what he should receive in terms of his compensation, his salary, whatever. Or in whichever way. All this is included in here. Nabi Islam says when they will do this, then there will be famine that will come upon them. And difficult times will come. There will be great difficulties in various ways. We need to just reflect upon ourselves, upon our condition, upon the situations that are prevailing, the kind of insecurity, the kind of fears, the kind of fears that every other person has and every person has, that what may happen the next moment. All these things constantly nagging every person. But then reflect on our actions also. Then Nabi Islam says, وَلَمْ يَمْنَعُوا زَكَاةَ أَمْوَالِهِمْ إِلَّا مُنِعُوا الْقَطْرِ And they will not hold back zakat. Either not giving it, or not giving it completely, or not giving it correctly. But Allah Ta'ala will hold back the reins. وَلَوْلَ الْبَهَائِمْ لَمْ تُمْتَرُوا and Allah, Nabi Islam says, had it not been for the animals, not one drop of rain would have come. Now again, let us reflect upon ourselves. Let us reflect upon, are we discharging our zakat correctly? Are we fulfill, fulfilling this injunction of Allah Ta'ala? This pillar of deen, is this being done correctly? So there are so many other hadith. And then, in one hadith, Nabi Islam says, إِذَا ظَهَرَ الزِّنَا وَالرِّبَا فِي قَرْيَةٍ فَقَدْ أَحَلُّوا بِأَنفُسِهِمْ عَذَابَ اللَّهِ When zina will become rife, and interest will become common in a people, then they have brought down the wrath of Allah Ta'ala upon them. Now when zina will become rife, this is zina in every level, in every form. Whether it is zina of the eyes, whether it is zina in the environment, just to take one example, that how common it has become in our communities whether our brothers 
And whether our sisters, when there is an abundance of wealth, then that is a great test. And unfortunately, often we start slipping in this. So now anything and everything starts coming in and creeping in. How many would be part of some gym? And we know what goes on, what is the common environment in these places, what is the kind of nudity in there, music that is playing in there, the intermingling that happens there, and this is just the tip of the iceberg as people describe it who are in there, or who have been in there. They describe it as just the tip of the iceberg, these few things that are mentioned. But because there's wealth, so now a person is concerned, so to say, in big inverted commas, about his health. So for his health, he has to be in this kind of environment. But about the physical health, a person is concerned. What about our spiritual health? The spiritual health can suffer. That's fine. It is like a person shining the cart and making sure that that is in perfect condition, but neglecting the horse completely. And now when the time comes for the journey, that horse has already died. When the time comes to travel, that horse has got no strength, it's half dead or already died. So a person is putting all the attention on the cart, but neglecting the horse. Whereas if he neglected the cart, that's not the right thing to neglect it. But if he neglected the cart to a point, and he couldn't take the cart along, he can still jump on the horse and carry on. Now that is our condition, unfortunately. The soul, which is the real thing. The body is also important. You've got to care for the body as well. But not at the expense of the soul. But, come what may, we have to be part of these environments. And we know what goes on there. And we know how many marriages it has broken also. But, this is the test of wealth. And when a person has that wealth and he doesn't know how to use it correctly, then now all these things become part of his life. At the expense of his Iman and Deen also. A person can afford it, buy it and put, it, put the equipment in his house. But the person says no fun in it. So this is one aspect. Time is already running out, but just to touch on something else very, very importantly. There's another aspect where this kind of open sinning takes place. At weddings and other functions, there is open sinning. The intermingling again, the music, and all kinds of other sins. People are, then the videoing that will take place, and everybody's wife is displayed to everybody else. And all these kinds of evils and vices that take place. Now, is this not going to also draw down the wrath of Allah ta'ala? This is also open sin. At the most what will happen is, you'll say that, well, okay, we've got a parda section in some corner. There's a parda section in some corner. Deen, you stay in the corner. You don't come and interfere in our fun. You don't come and spoil our function. Deen, you stay in the corner. The sunnah of Rasulullah you stay in the corner. You don't come and join us. Whereas to attend a place, a function where there is vice, where there is sin taking place, that is not permissible. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala he once was invited to a walima. So he went because it's sunnah to accept an invitation. So he accepted the invitation. But as he approached the place, he heard some sounds of music or whatever. So he took a U-turn. So as he's going back, somebody saw that he was on his way, almost there, took a U-turn. So the person asked him, Malaka Rajata, what happened? You going back? So he replied and said that Qad Sami'tu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul, 
I've heard Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam saying, "Man kathara sawad qaumin fahuwa minhum." The one who adds to the numbers of a people is counted among them. He can be in some corner, but he has added to the glory of the function. He will be part of it. "Man radiya amala qaumin kana sharikan fi amalihim." The person who's happy about what somebody else is doing and the wrong that they are doing, he will be a partner in that wrong in the court of Allah Taala. So. The issue is that these vices, these evils, we want to have the prosperous situation, prosperous conditions, we want to have peace, we want to have tranquility, we want to have good conditions, we want to be safe from all the difficulties and hardships, then we have to change ourselves. We have to make sincere tawbah. We have to come back to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. We have to give up all the evils and haram. We have to stop being in the environments of sin. Just to finish up on one incident, which we have discussed once before as well when the surullah sallallahu was on the way to tabuk and on the route he passed by the ruins of samud the people that were destroyed by the azab of allah tabarak wa ta'ala now this was a place that was destroyed centuries before and the bisla's was now going to tabuk this was on the way they had to pass through this piece of land so in any case the bisla's was somewhere behind and many sahaba were already ahead So when they came to this area many of the wells were still active so now water was a very precious thing obviously so they stopped they started drawing the water out of the wells some already put the water into their containers some had used the water to already mix their flour knead their dough for their bread to make their bread later and by that time nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam just was about approaching so somebody came and informed him this is what has happened already is all fine He instructed immediately, take that water that you have collected and throw it away. That flour that you have already kneaded and put that water and made your dough with it, discard that as well. Give it to the animals to eat rather. Don't even consume that. And then Nabi Islam said that don't pass by the place of those upon whom the azab of Allah Taala has come. Illa an takunu baqin. Except that you cause your crime, and you see, bakum misluma asabahum, out of fear that that punishment and azab that came upon them may befall you. And then Nabi Sallam passes by. How does he pass by? Summa qamna arasahu, wa asra asseer, hatta jazal wadiya. Nabi Sallam, the masum Nabi of Allah Tabaraka wa Taala, with whom is the direct help of Allah Taala. But he is so afraid of passing through a place. where sin and vice had been committed centuries ago and the azab of allah taala had come that he covers his head with his shawl then he quickens the pace of his animal and he very quickly passes through this place and he instructs the sahaba also don't pass by except that you are kind take ibrah and take a lesson from this and whereas we deliberately intend to be in places where there's nudity there's intermingling We know what goes on in the beaches at this time of the year, and a person wants to be in the midst of all that. Then this invites the difficulties, invites the hardships. Allah Taala protect us and save us. We want to be safe from all these difficulties. We want to change the conditions that are threatening us all the time. We have to change ourselves. We have to come back onto the Deen of Allah Tabarak wa Taala. Come back onto the way of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Strengthen our iman, the iman of our families. Bring back haya and modesty in our lives, the lives of our families. and the entire deen inshallah we'll be saved our progenies will be saved as well 
اللہ تعالیٰ کی وز توفیق و آخر دعوانا الحمد للہ رب العالمين